Hello, my dear oracles. This is Jennifer Harris, your podcast host for The Writer's Block. What I want you to remember for this particular mini-series, we are going to be delving into topics of racism, sexism, and erasure. While these topics may seem on the surface to be very anti-white, that is not the intent. The intent for the next particular four shows of this in this place miniseries is to expose just how insidious racism is and how it can affect you as an author of color as a black author as you begin to pursue your dream of writing as you pursue your dream of submitting work to either grand publishing houses random writing magazines or even as you sit down at your pc piece of paper or begin to brainstorm what it is that you want to create and leave in the world. So there may be some strong language that is used. There may be things that are uncomfortable. But the purpose of this miniseries is to cause and maintain conversation. Black writers matter. Thank you. Hello, 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 dear ones. It's Jen Harris once more yet again and still with your third installment of the miniseries In This Place. And I know that we've talked about some pretty rough things for the first two shows, but those things needed to be discussed. Those things needed to be revealed. Those things need to be considered. Those things need to be working in your favor, as my former vocation would employ and encourage me to tell you. Those things by which I spoke about in the previous two shows are needed and necessary, especially if you desire to make writing something that you do long term. And as a black writer, as a minority writer, in any scape, you need to understand that the concepts and conversation that began two weeks ago is indeed ongoing and it will take really an entire season to truly deconstruct. But in that deconstruction, we come to part three, which is making our own table to set. Now, I know that in this um, idealized society that Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and all other matter of social media gives, that you would think that we are more connected than what we are. And to an extent that to an extent, all, social media is one of the greatest tools that a minority writer can have. And uh, as of this recording, part two of my conversation with the impeccable Keturah Kendrick is on Instagram. And that 
uh, event that we did on Instagram actually was a couple months in the making. And uh, the title of it, and I believe it's still up on my story and as well as her IG story. And I'll put all my Instagram information in the show notes. And the uh, title of the event was Owning Our Space, Black Woman and Walking Through the World. She and I thought it was important to have the conversation about that, again, casual erasure the world has as it relates to black women, especially black women in any any particular sect or profession. But none can be so overt as writing. So what I'm going to concentrate on this week my dear oracles, my word witches, and my linguistic acrobats is two things. The importance of support and the support of allyship. I'll be honest with you, oracles. Writing is hard. Stirring up and pushing out creative energy on a daily basis is hard. Um... One of the reasons why I think most creative people take a lot of naps is because uh, pushing that type and that level or a certain level of uh, creative energy is indeed draining. But it's the, it is the best kind of draining, though. Uh, for what I do, even when I write, even when I write at hectic paces, I don't, I don't hate it because this is what I love to do and I don't see it. I've never seen writing as work. And when I made the decision, ooh, almost a decade ago now, I can say, to truly focus all that energy into building uh, myself up as a writer, I still don't regret that decision. Has it been Has it been easy? No. Are sales where I want them to be? Of course not. Have I gotten the uh, dream book deal that I thought about at 13, 14 years old? Not yet. But at the same time, the experiences that I've gotten, the people I've met, I wouldn't trade for the world. Shouts to Squad. <laughs> and Squad particularly being the lovely and dynamic uh, Tiffany Richardson, Raquel, Raquel St. Delimos, and uh, my girl Chanel Hardy. <laughs> and with that said, the one thing that I truly love about Squad, as I, as I just referenced them, is the fact that we support one another. Now... I know I talk, I spoke about earlier about the importance of support and the support of allyship. And let me pull that thread a little bit more and let me show you the complete tapestry front, front and back. Support for black writers goes beyond sharing. What do I mean? I mean that if you really want to support a black writer... You need to understand everything that goes into the work that they do. That means follow them on the social media platforms if they have them. That means talking talking them up in spaces where they where um they may not be in. One of my associates, the 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 dynamic Marissa Southern, who does the Awakenings Project, Google that. I promise it'll bless you. Uh, she she and I called it bringing people in the room. So when you bring people in the room, you you then culminate space for them as well you stake a claim for them as well and it's always important to bl- to bring black writers in the room with you when you know they need to be there 
when you know there's someone they need to meet, someone they need to connect with, someone who has information that they need. That is one of those, that also is support. And social media is actually a bastion of places, if you know where to plug in at, to encourage writers. One of them, and I'm always talking them up as well, is Big Black Chapters. Um, in that, in this particular group is where I actually met Squad, who I love with the entire world. And they know it. Love you, broads. And in that support, they push. That's the one thing people forget about support. Support is not just, I'll share it, I'll buy your book, I'll tell other people about it. Support is also is also being engaged with the work, being engaged with the writer. Because there is a note of... Um, of this, there is a note of just feeling very solitary when you write, because again, you're pulling this world out of your imagination, these people out of, out of the nebulous ether of your mind and putting them on paper to make them real to other people. So it's always good to check in with us. It, it is, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with asking us about a work that we, that we said we we're going to do and that we haven't gotten to yet. It shows it shows us that you care. And that is always important. Support also look support also looks like being able to be, as I love to call it, the ministry of support. Now, what does that mean? Just being able to be in a crowd. Well, we know with COVID, we can't really do that right now. But at the same time, just being present and being engaged with what the writer is doing. You'll be amazed how edifying that is that when I do zoom calls and when I do um, all my other mentor work and when I you know when I do these platforms like with like with Kentura it is it is a joy to see people who I know in the comments because they not just they know they don't just see me as you know this this burgeoning writer who's trying to do all this dope stuff they also support Jen and that helps as well now, I did touch on this idea of the support of allyship and talked about Marissa and the work that she does, she does with the Awakenings Project and also with the idea of bringing people in the room. This is why allyship is important. And I'm going to reference again the uh, book Hood, Femi- Hood Feminism by Mickey Kendall because she talks about how allies need to become accomplices. Because there should be a shift, especially if you have shown that you support this particular writer. There should be a shift in you to say, hey, you know what? There are too many. If you as a non-melanated person or you as a non-black person or in a space that, and you know a black writer that could benefit from being in that space. Then I charge you with that op- with that tool of observation to say, hey, you know what? I think that let's just shout them out. I think that. um I think that Annette King should be should be in this room because this is editing tools she probably would need. She needs to get on this list. Let's shouts to um, Adrian Horn of I Am Editing Inc. She also needs to be in. She also needs to be in this space if that if that be truly what you're called, what you believe that you can do to go from being support to being allied to being an accomplice. Yeah, and also to again my sister friend Chanel Hardy. If you if you know that there are spaces that black writers need to be in and you as a non-black and or 
non-melanated person, if you truly believe that they need to be in that space, what is stopping you from putting them in that space? What is truly hindering you from saying, this person's work I'm a fan of, this person's work is great. Why are they not in this space? And why do they not know this space exists? This, my dear ones, is where the rub comes in. So the question I would have to ask you, are you, you know, as um, the urban prophet Kendrick Lamar said, are you just, are you a, are you an activist? Or are you just in the way? I pose that question because it needs an answer. For those of you who have followed the space, know I've probably touched on what happened to Stephen Barnes as far as it relates to his career, his career, because you know he's married to Tanana Reevedu. Shouts to Stephen Barnes and Tanana Reevedu. We're trying to get Tanana Reeve on the show. Shameless plug. And there is there was a story again that he told about when he was submitting uh, his sci his uh, sci fi speculative fiction work to this particular publication, and after and he just would keep getting these rejection letters. And with these rejection letters, he didn't know why his work would be was being rejected. Come to find out, when this specific when this specific senior editor died, it was his associate editors who told Stephen Barnes that hey, you know, we liked your work, but this particular person didn't like it because you were black. See, here we go with the issue. Here, my dear ones, is the problem that you have the you have these writers with immense talent, and then you have people who gatekeep. You have people who believe just because you are black, you are female, you are male. Or you have, as I love to say now, and that's, and that is up on um, Ivory Ivory Fire owning your and. I suggest you review that essay as well. When you come into a space and you present more than what the master narrative tells you you should become, then you become a problem. Then you become something something the narrative has to has to then put these measures in place to control anything that you do. I know that sounds kind of heady, but let me let me put it again. Let let us continue to examine what happened to Stephen Barnes. Because again, there is a he talks about this ooh, it was a video that he he and Tananarive did he and Tananarive did about two years ago that spoke about it more in depth. But the thing that he said that was that was uh, heartbreaking to me was again because he was black he couldn't get his he couldn't get his stories published. Not that they were bad but because the editor was racist. So so here we go again. There are spaces that you as a you as a black writer should be in but are excluded from but only because you are black. And that is wrong. And there are people in those same rooms who know you should be there. But because they are afraid to tip the apple cart, because they are afraid to they because they are afraid of losing their own power and authority and privilege that they refuse to let you even know where the door is, let alone give you a key to it. That is a problem. That is an issue. That flies in the face of everything that we're supposed to be doing, quote unquote, as a creative community. So in that creative community, when those types of things occur, what do you do? Well, if they, as my, as my daddy would say, if they don't let you in the front door, go around to the back. If they don't let you in the back door, bust a window and jump in. So what does that really mean, Jan? I'm glad you asked. 
It means that you don't stop. It means you find another way. My dad also said there's a way to do everything. So one of the the blessings of social media is that you can make your own platform. For those of you, again, who follow the space, know that I run, know that I run three platforms. Everything on there is my, my intellectual property. I own the domain. Everything there is mine. And in that, I, you know, I've amassed a small tribe and I thank each and every last one of you for, for, for following, buying a story and sharing and buying a physical book. I thank all of you for doing that. Never think, never think that I overlooked that because I, I completely am blown away by the support I get. But as a minority writer, you need to, you need to understand that your, your battle is twofold. That you have people who want to stymie you just because they can't accept that what you are doing may be and probably is better than anything that they're doing. So they won't even let you know where the room is, won't even give you a door key, an address, a map quest, anything. They won't give you anything. And then you have people that are in those again, are in those same rooms, but won't but won't advocate for you. Those people are, are more problematic than the people who won't let you in in the first place. They're more problematic because they know what's going on and refuse to do anything. Even Dr. King says, in the end, we will not remember the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. So if you know, if you have these, again, if you as a white, as a white writer, see these injustices do, being done to black writers or other minority writers and you say nothing, you are complicit. You were complicit. And at the same time, the irony is that when black writers and other uh, minority people begin to, well, sorry, other minority writers begin to make our own spaces, begin to, you know, make the big black chapters, being, you know, making the, you know, the writer's block podcast, make, making spaces on Instagram and Facebook in order to congregate and empower and share work and being able to support one another. Then, you know, the bourgeois wants to say that, we are now a problem because they should be let in too. And conversely, we say, well, y'all didn't let us in over here. So why should we continue to advocate and try to break in a door that you clearly do not want us in, but we should throw, but we should throw open wide any space that we're in. This is the idiocy of racism. This is the idiocy of privilege. This is the idiocy of, of denying that both exist. We live in a both and culture. We just, do, we just do. And with everything and with everything that is afoot, you have to understand that you live and you live, you too live in a both and culture. You live in a culture that will see you as something they can duplicate, something they can replicate and something they have to control. I can't tell you how many times that I went while um, doing this, doing the work that I do, especially in um, forms of mentorship and uh, interviews and even, um, you know, my freelance editing. I can't tell you how many people have told me that because someone told them they couldn't write, they stopped. And I look at their work and I'm like, why would you stop? Why? Writing is one of those things that gets better as you continue to do it. Perseverance comes from you continuing to write. That tenacity comes from you continuing to write no matter what's going on. That is a foraging that most writers have to go through anyway. 
But the issue with those types of spaces, those types of platforms, is that they want our doors flung wide for them because they believe they're entitled to be there. Conversely, if you ask the same thing of them, then they will not because they believe that you shouldn't be there, but can't really pinpoint as to why, because no one wants to be called out as a racist because no one wants to confront the fact that that still exists. No one wants to think about that their lineage, that their family were involved in some of the most heinous acts against people who did them no who did them and meant them no ill will that is the dirty secret of writing when you write you can record all these things why do you think they why do you think most people in the south especially in memphis tennessee hated ida 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 bell well ida bell wells before she became ida b wells barnett there's a justice in writing and again that that is on the essay owning your and as well which which will be up on uh Friday morning September the 20 September the 25th the thing that i want you to remember dear ones is not be is to not be afraid to make your own table when i uh started i breathe fire i just did it kind of on a whim because I was writing so much and so often at such a clip that I, where I was putting stuff on the ideal fire starter, it can't, it really began to kind of muddy my niche or or niche rather. So I had, to, I had to make a space by which I could just put all of my thoughts, all of my stuff that I wanted the world to see at that point. So even in that, I made my own table. I set my own table. I put stuff there that I want that I want the world to see and in doing so I still own all intellectual property. It's all mine. And that is a blessing. What I want you to be confident in beloved is, is again to remember that you live in a both and culture. That you are you have every right to create, every right to put your work out in the world. You have every right to create without the little white man on your shoulder because again he ha- he can't he cannot add to anything and you don't and again I'm going to say this again and say this as gingerly as I as I possibly can you don't write for white folks first you write for you first Nikki Giovanni says the first person that you write for is you you don't write for anyone else you don't write for your mother your father your sister your brother your cousins you don't you don't write for anybody else but you first even even with you accepting the fact that, hey, you know what? I think I want to write this down. Hey, I think I want to create this. Hey, I think I want to collaborate with, collaborate with this person. All of those things come from you first. I can get deeper into that, but that will be for a later show. The one thing I want you to remember, dear ones, is that you have the power within you and you have the resources around you to begin to create as you see fit. Make the world up as you want. Make the world up as you want and as you need it to be. You have a right to do that. You have a right to be in a space and own that entire space. You have a right to have access to all these other realms of, as I love to say, key holding, key holding and, and, and influence. 
if you so desire to be there. So again, if they won't let you in the front door, go around to the back. If they won't let you in the back, bust a window and jump in. So you make your way. Even if you have, even if you have to do it yourself. And think it not strange for when you put your start putting your work your work out on let's say a Squarespace or uh, WordPress, and you begin to share that through social me- your own social media, or I recommend having a professional social media um, separate from your personal because you know the internet. So that way, people can find you in one distinct place. So all your work is streamlined to one place, and you will be amazed how quickly it will grow if you continue to tend to it. Which means you're going to have to keep up that writing clip that you didn't think that you would ever get back to. You can do it. And I believe in you. I believe in you. More than you think. The one thing that I want you to remember is you have the right to turn away from a space that is exploitive as well. Because some rooms only want you in, in them to prove a quota. As sad, as sad as that is, it's a reality. Some rooms only want you in it to, to fill a quota. They don't, necessarily want, they don't necessarily want to hear what you have to say. They just want to prove that they aren't what you think they are. And you have every right to leave a place that is exploitive or doesn't honor your talent or won't give you space or won't give you space that's flex in it. You have to be cognizant of those things as well. Again, acknowledging the both and you can be in a space and not really accepted in that space, but tolerated. You can be celebrated in a space and not even and never be asked a question and never be supported. But they just want you to be in the room just to prove that, hey, you know, we're not racist. This isn't what we did. You know, see, we have we have X, Y and Z, X, Y and Z demographics, so we can't be racist. But in so doing, my beloveds, in so doing, my dear ones, my oracles, my linguistic acrobats, I want you to get comfortable with the idea of having of possibly having to make your own table. Of having to set your own dishes. Of having to put things together just as you want them in order for it to all belong to you. And then you build the platform by which you want. You write the books that you want. You write the poems and short stories that you want. You have to begin to own your space and own and own your and. Own the fact that it is a, you occupy a both and space. And nothing is wrong with that. The the only thing which would be wrong about it is if that you allow people who, whom, whom will never support you and never acknowledge you, if you allow them to dictate what you do. That would be a true injustice. That would be a true injustice. See y'all next week. Well, my fellow storytellers, oracles, and other writing troublemakers, it is that time again for me to leave you to your thoughts and words. Remember to follow the Writer's Block Podcast on social media. You can find us at the Writer's Block Official on Instagram and the Writer's Block Podcast on Facebook. If you are interested in advertising with us, would like a book to be recommended or 
know an indie author who needs more shine, make sure, pretty please, to email us at circletheridersblock at gmail.com. Special thanks to Valor Music LLC based out of San Antonio, Texas for all audio production and mixing. Remember, you have the power to bend blank pages to the will of your pen. See you all again next time when we circle the block.